This image was taken by one of our probe droids. It clearly shows you harboring known rebels. Now surrender them or be destroyed. If it's a fight you want, I hope you brought a better class of soldier than those stormtroopers. They serve the Empire well, and I have a great many of them. You're gonna need all of them. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the capital less than 12 parsons. Hey everyone, and welcome to Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. And we are joined by two very awesome clones uh, tonight. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, uh, I'm Michael. I, uh, I come from Southern California. I am uh, a member of Point Brain Clones. I am Captain Rex, and my Instagram is Rexon underscore around. Awesome. And I am Nathan, uh, again from uh, Southern California Clones and Point Brain. My Instagram is CT82937. Clone Trooper 82937, and my armor is Comet, and I'll start building a five tier in a couple weeks. That's awesome. That's what we're waiting for. <laughs> yes, I'm excited about that fives armor. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so cool. So, we invited you guys on to talk about, um, I mean, Star Wars, if we're being honest, the broad scheme of things. But you guys are doing something really cool in Southern California um, with the Point Rain squad. You guys want to talk about that a little bit? Definitely. Nathan, you want to start? Yeah, well, Point Rain is part of the 501st, which is also part of the uh, 501st Clone Detachment. And we were approved back in August. And our main mission is to really uh, bring more image to the clones, um, have the clones more out there. But also, we really want to focus on doing a lot of charity work with this, too. Uh, we are starting a once a month troop where we're going to get a whole bunch of clones together to do different events. For example, we're doing a uh, breast cancer uh, event coming up in October. And from there on, we'll pick other ones to do every single month. Yeah. And, uh, and on the fundraising side, uh, what's so unique about us is um, we all have very different characters. Obviously there's like 72 wolf pack troopers that we have, but beyond that we have a bunch of different colored clones and, um, and it just looks great in photos. And so what we realized was, Hey, if we partner with um, companies that can produce these photos on, on things like uh, wood or metal, um, we can actually auction this sort of stuff off and, and raise a good amount of money for charity. Now, everything that we auction off is going hundred percent to different charities that we choose. And like Nathan said, we'll be doing one a month. So, um, we really think we're going to be able to make a, a pretty a pretty big impact, which is super exciting uh, on behalf of the 501st. That That's absolutely cool. amazing. I really um, like that. That's really awesome. Um, I, so I did want to talk about uh, the 501st a little bit for those who aren't aware of it and things like that. Um, so, so how did you get into the 501st? For myself, my cousin had, was part of it for years. I think he's been part of it for like 10 years. And he has a scout trooper armor, always saw him in it and wanted to do it. But my love of clones, I had to do a clone first. So that was my first armor. I had a clone movie armor. Also have a Force Awakens TIE pilot armor and a regular stormtrooper armor. But my clone is my favorite, though. Oh, that's awesome. We don't talk about those other ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I showed up to an event once. I, I went to an Ashley Eckstein book signing. Um, and I had made a couple helmets before or by that point, 
Um, so I showed up with one of my Ahsoka loyalist uh, 332nd attack battalion helmets, um, hoping that you know she would at least just see it. And there was 501st Legion members there, uh, Greg, Brian, a bunch of clones, uh, and they grabbed me. They were like, who are you? Uh, why are you not part of our group? And I was like, oh, I, I, I was like, I, I, I just do this on the side. And they're like, well, now you do it fully for the 501st. Within two weeks, I think I had my armor. Oh, and then a couple months after that, you know, with the help from the guys, we had it all built and ready to go. And I was submitted and approved. So it was a quick process, thanks to the clones that were already active. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. That is too cool. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I've talked multiple times to Heather. I mean, I've always dreamed of doing the 501st for sure. Um, just trying to get in, man. <laughs> trying, to, trying to start some armor or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, are, we, we always say is just do it. Just just get started. Mm-hmm. It's such a daunting process. It's, it's so long and there's so many steps. But you're never going to accomplish a single step unless you begin. Um, Mm -hmm. And beginning is just finding a kit, finding a character you want to do. And then from there, there's the community is so great in the 501st. Once you have it, you're going to have members that are so excited for you to finish it that they're going to help you along the way. And that's what's awesome about the 501st. That's awesome. That's cool. So continuing with the 501st, um, I want to know what's been your favorite moment with the 501st? Like I know with, uh, my dad and I, we built a BB-8 together, um, and so we take it out into different uh, shows, things like that. And, I mean, there's obviously, you get the kids coming up to you, and there's just those moments that are just like, man, that's what it's about. Um, do you have any of those? For me, it's definitely visiting the children's hospital or uh, seeing these children that mm-hmm. are sick or terminally ill, and just to bring a smile to their face. And underneath my armor, my helmet, I'm crying the whole time. I see them because it's such an emotional thing just to see them smile and to see them happy and to know that you are doing something in their lives that the next day they may be in pain or you don't even know how much longer they have to live. But for that moment, you were able to do something positive for them. Wow. That's, that's, that's amazing. What about you, Michael? You know, um, definitely along the same lines, I think growing up, I could never really find, um, I don't know, I never experienced 501st troopers. They just weren't, they didn't exist. Uh, So to see a real stormtrooper or clone trooper in real life was a dream. And so I think my favorite moments are when I see a little kid turn around and have that like freak out moment. And then (laughs) whether they run up and high five you or salute, whatever it is, um, that's something that kid's never going to forget. And so you just standing there looking like a goof in your armor, um, you really made an impact on this kid's life. And then that's a kid who's going to grow up, have those memories. And then there's a really solid chance that they're going to now join the 501st because of that memory. And that's kind of how you keep that community rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, me and Nathan actually were kind of briefly talking before the show, um, talking about, I mean, why else would you do the 501st? <laughs> I exactly. mean, I'm sure there are other reasons, but I mean, ultimately in the grand scheme of things, I mean, you're bringing someone's childhood literally to life. Mm-hmm. Um, these heroes, um, these villains even coming to life, these characters that they idolize. Um, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what you guys do. And even as a 501st member, I still geek out when oh, yeah. I see other members. If I see a force, uh, a first order stormtrooper or Darth Vader, or Captain Rex, um, I'm geeking out about it. Yeah, I think, and part of the reason why we hang out so much is because we love 
that each other's work. I mean, it's all it's all masterpiece. Like these people put so much time into it, and so yeah, it it kind of is self-serving uh, in a way as well because you get to be around these characters that you adored growing up. Mm -hmm. That's cool. <laughs> I think it's cool because you can sit there and y'all seem like you have the dynamic that the clones might have had if they were able to hang out and like yeah that, that brotherhood on each other and. <laughs> You know, like really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I the the clones. We have a couple of different group chats, and we hang out every weekend, and you know, we get dinner together, and um, we're definitely. It's it's weird how quickly we became brothers, just because we have matching armor. You know, it's that thing brought us together, and I mean, we yeah, we definitely and a love um, of something amazing. Absolutely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That makes it that makes it easy. That makes it easier. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so do you have any uh, funny moments that you'd want to share from the 501st? Uh, so from a troop or something like that? Nate, I feel like or I feel like you'd have a, a good backlog. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> While I think, because I've only been in it for a few months. <laughs> I mean, besides somebody tripping or... Oh, that's always I, a win. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really think of anything really funny. Okay. You, you know, I I like to make a point. There's always one kid every troop who you kind of have a connection with. Um, you know, it could just be because you have a weird moment where you like make eye contact and like they freeze. They don't know what they're what to do. And then for the rest of the troop, what I like to do is that one kid. I'll kind of like mess around with them for the rest of the troop. Um, <laughs> and so there was like there was a girl, and you know, she was a you know probably in high school, and you know played it really cool, always on her phone. But I kept kind of like showing up wherever she was. So anytime she'd turn around, there would just be a giant clone trooper behind her. And she would lose her mind every time. I think, I think Darth Vader and I got her like probably six or seven times that day. And that's oh, always really fun. Yeah. Oh, that, I, that's something similar to me. I actually last year, my wife is a teacher. So I went to her classroom and dressed up at, in my clone armor. And she took me to one of the classrooms, and this little kid screamed and ran out the door because he was scared <laughs> to see me. <laughs> That's funny. You have that, they, yeah, they have that reaction sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> that, that tends to happen from time to time. I saw, I saw a picture on uh, Instagram. I'm not sure who shared it, but it was a, a Boba Fett meeting a kid that was in a uh, a, a uh, cart or some kind or something, and the kid was just like shriveled up in it, like. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> that's so funny. Like, yeah, that's when you know. That's when, and, and you know the rule is don't remove your helmet. But there's moments where you need to pull up and peek at the kid, um, mm -hmm. so they realize like, oh, that's a human being. I don't have to be traumatized. <laughs> we're, like, we're not right. trying to traumatize kids. Yeah, <laughs> not not quite part of the business plan. <laughs> yeah, not much of Vader. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, so Michael, what made you choose Rex to cosplay? Um, I mean, I've got three different Rex tattoos and then one I'm not going to take off my shirt. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I have been a Captain Rex fan since the day I saw Clone Wars, which was, I mean, you know, five, six, seven years ago now. Um, and there's something about just the character of, of a soldier, but a soldier with a personality. Um, he has a big personality compared to many of the clones. Um, it, just because he receives an order, he doesn't necessarily just process it like a machine. 
Um, and I really like that. I've never really, I've never been able to work a normal job. Um, I've never been able to go to a normal school. So a character like that, it, it just, it kind of stuck with me. Um, and so the minute that I was ready to go, um, I tried my own, my own armor. I built armor out of fiberglass. Uh, it took like eight months of my life to do it. It was terrible and I, I will never see the light of day again. But, um, <laughs> you know, once I figured out how to do it correctly, it was like, I, I had no other choice but to do Captain Rex. Um, and I was just lucky that there were no active Captain Rexes at the time because it would have made it kind of weird to have a couple. Um, mm -hmm. So I definitely got lucky. Uh, but, you know, even if there had been one, I would have just built it anyways and put it on a mannequin. <laughs> Big That's fan. awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. What about you, Nathan? Well, for me, my very first uh, clone armor was a movie clone armor. And it was, uh, I wanted to do a, I wanted to always do Wolfpack. And mm -hmm. I, I was green at the time, and I didn't realize that Wolfpack was animated, and there was movie armor, and there was a difference. I thought you could do the same, uh, one in the same, and you can't. Movie armor could only be with the clones that are in the either Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. So I did the 41st Elite uh, Corp because it was gray, and I wanted to do Wolfpack, but it couldn't be Wolfpack. And then... My friend, our friend Greg called me up and said, hey, a buddy of mine has a comet helmet done, but the, the, the armor is not done. Would you be interested? And jumped on it right away. So you call him up, you tell him it's mine. <laughs> That's awesome. Got to get, I uh, finally had a chance to get my Wolfpack armor. So I'm in love. And what's funny is the first time I saw the comet one, I was kind of off put because it, there was no Wolfpack symbols on it. But now I'm in love because Comet is so <laughs> unique. His design is so unique. Of all the clones out there, he just has a great look to him. Mm -hmm. I'd agree for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And and Nathan, you mentioned Greg. Um, I gotta say, at the core of every story that we have is Greg. I think um, when it comes to clones, <laughs> honestly, it is. It's so funny. He's the reason why um, we're we've banded together. Um, you know, he was the in uh, initiator for a squad. Um, he's the one who really puts on a lot of the stuff, the build days. He got together with me. He pours out so much of his own time for other clones and he's not getting anything from it. Um, it's just because he genuinely has a passion for the 501st and for building up a clone army, which is so cool. That's awesome. I can just imagine just a massive army walking down the street. That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Clones. Completely. That's our goal. That's our <laughs> wish. Yep. yep. And then, and then I said that so that I can use this in the group chat later. And be like, Greg, see what I said about you? So I'm just covering all my bases. <laughs> I'll screenshot the chat and send it to you guys. It happened, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. So in, in talking about the uh, the group that you've got, um, you actually started a YouTube series or the beginning of a YouTube series, mm -hmm. Michael. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we're so excited. Um, obviously, myself being the most excited because I, I do video content. Um, but for a long time, I was kind of, I mean, we get so many DMs. We get uh, honestly hundreds of DMs asking, how do you do it? Um, I want armor. How do I get armor? What do I do? And you can only copy and paste the same message so many times. You can only <laughs> say, this is the step so many times. And we said, we need to make this a larger thing. Um, so we're beginning a series. Of, I mean, I've been gathering footage for months now. Um, and, you know, I did our first little vlog up in up at the build house. 
uh, to kind of introduce people to the team. Uh, it was super well received. And uh, I mean, we're just so excited about documenting every process. So we're going to have tutorial videos on how to build it, um, where to get it from, steps for joining. Uh, there's so many different websites you need to go to. So we're going to list all those out. We want to kind of make it a one-stop shop for anybody looking to get into the 501st. Oh, that's awesome. See, I'll we're definitely check it out. Yeah, <laughs> we're excited. It's just the information's all there, but it's never really been gathered in an easy to, to, to view place. Um, there's forums, but you got to sign up and you got to search. So by putting it in the YouTube format, it's easy to watch. It's easy to be engaged with. And then you can just show people while you're doing it. That's awesome. Makes sense. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's great, too, because it's, it's really putting the 501st. 501st clone detachment, point range, it's all being put out there. And Michael's mm -hmm. doing a fantastic job with that. Oh, look That's at fun. that. <laughs> That's fun. I mean, you know, and, and the thing is when you when you do something like this, you you take a chance at saying, well, people might not um, they might not understand why I'm doing this. People in the 501st, they might look upon it, you know, negatively, like, oh, these clones are just trying to gain a reputation. But the truth of it is it's all so educational and it's all just sharing information. And, um, you know, while we, you know, we all have our own little Instagram pages, everything directs you to Point Rain clones. Everything directs you to 501st. Uh, it's super important to us that we grow a community and not ourselves. None of us are, um, you know, cosplayers looking to blow up. That's not what we do. We don't, we don't even take our helmets off. Um, we're really just a, a group of 501st members who want to share our passion. Um, and so I think that's where this is all kind of spawning from. Very cool. That's awesome. I, I love I love seeing y'all's passion uh, for all of this and everything, and and just the excitement for it. Um, because I mean, I know for five hundred first, their thing the the bad guys doing good. Um, everything that you guys have done with your Instagram, um, seeing the way that you guys grow that community, um, it, it's impressive. It's very impressive. Um, Bravo. <laughs> Thank you. It's really you. awesome. Yeah. You call it you call it passion. My mom calls it a weird obsession. But I like <laughs> Is there really a difference? It's true. At this point I've learned the There was a time where it changed, but no, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> so cool. So now obviously with the clones and everything, with the focus on the clones, I would imagine that you guys love the animated series. I mean, is that a fair assumption? Yeah, eh. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, we, we so, kid, about it, uh, kid about it all the time with each other, too. We'll say mm -hmm. Thorne did this to, he killed, was he killed fives? <laughs> and they'll knock him about that all the time. And, well, Fox killed fives, but we say Thorne yeah. killed fives because it upsets Carlos, who does Thorne. <laughs> all day, if you look at any photo Carlos posts, the comment from a 12-year-old on every single photo says, I hate you because you killed fives. When in reality, it was the other red clone. But so we'll like we yeah we razzing about that. All the, time. the it's so funny. The wolf pack is like a click in our click, which we always oh. joke about because you know there's so many of them now. We just had uh, another one join, and then we went to the build house on Saturday, and there was another one building wolf pack armor. Um, so it's it's just a popular group, and so we you know we hassle them about being like an inner click. They're like two <laughs> levels deep now. Um, so it is, it's very much like, I think how, you know, you mentioned the clones in the show act. And I think it's just because you hang around dudes that much. You're just going to like, you're going to get familiar with, um, senses of humor. You're going to get familiar with like inside jokes. And so we're at that level. Um, we're definitely at that level. 
That's amazing. Yeah, I've seen you guys uh, going back and forth with Carlos a few times. That poor guy. That poor guy. <laughs> it, it cracks me up every time. I, I love it. Um, I love the brotherhood between you guys. It's it's, it's really cool. Um, so as far as – I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Heather, did you have any questions or anything you wanted to add? There was something. Oh, I wanted <laughs> – that's at the end, though. You can go ahead. Okay, I wanted to know if you have anything you're looking forward to in the last season of Rebels. <sighs> I really want to me. I really want to see where it if it leads up to Rogue One. Okay, and how where that is going to go. I really want to see what's going to happen with Kanan and Ezra. I really feel Ezra is going to turn to the dark side. And I really feel he's going that way. And like you had talked about in the earlier episode, that I do feel Kanan will not last past this season. Um, that this will be his last season. But the whole montage that they gave in the in during celebration of Hera speaking about this group of people that were together, you know that that was almost like a finality for her, mm-hmm. of her speaking in the past. And even though we saw a ghost in Rogue One, and you did hear them mention Hera's name in Rogue One also, we know that she makes it, but what about the other characters? What happens to them? Right. And uh, just really see, I'm really glad that they're finally going to finish this, that Dave Filoni has a chance to end the series the way he wants to. But again, are, where are they going to take it? Is it going to take it into Rogue One or past Rogue One? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I think everything Nathan said is so valid, and um, I get I get I don't know I get anxiety because it's like there's so many loose ends that need to get tied up, um, and then I mean I'm like and then there's the clones beyond that, and it's like well mm-hmm. there's so many different parts which I know they're gonna just they're gonna hit it all you know, and if it's not in this series it'll be another series, but um, I think it's gonna be I think he's been saving his ammo for this season which is, you know, I, I think people, you know, there's a complaint that not a lot happens. Um, I think we're going to be wishing that less happened in this coming season because we're going to get slammed with information, which is cool. And Ahsoka, uh, where's Ahsoka? Yeah. Survive, and that is, um, I'm looking forward for yeah. answering that question. Absolutely. Do you think uh, Rex is going to make it? Ah, you know what? I've heard different stories, so I don't know. I'm hope, really hoping that Rex is the guy Return to Jedi. I'm hoping that's him. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of confirmed it and then didn't confirm it and then confirmed it confirmed it again. But um, I just I think it's it's wild how fandom has attached to characters like Ahsoka and Rex to the point of like, I mean they've said like we get we get death threats about potentially killing off Ahsoka. You know, like if if it's wow. it's up in the air. Yeah, Filoni's been he shared that like fans are 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 insanely attached to her. Um, so it's kind of like, all right, Filoni, your move. Like, what are you going to do? You know the fans <laughs> are, are going to revolt. So I think, I think that's where fandom has really, um, you know, been able to kind of like almost course correct uh, mm-hmm. a Star Wars series where, you know, Ahsoka was gone and they were like, no, she's not, she's back. And then they're like, okay, I guess she's back. And then she dies again. And then it's like, no, she didn't die. So, um, you know, I really think that Disney is listening to the fans, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that all to say, if they kill Rex, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Rex, do we riot? Um, <laughs> uh, so 
we wanted to do kind of something. Now I don't know if I don't know if you guys can be objective, objective or not, but we wanted to do something kind of fun with it to see how it goes. Uh, we want to discover who the best clone is. Now we're talking all the clones. Now see Michael's face already. <laughs> no, I just know so, I, I need to be careful. I just I, <laughs> well, no. If, so so objectively, because um, I know your your Rex, your Comet, um, you have your favorite clones. We want to try to see if we can decide and dig into who is the best clone. Who do you think is the best clone? Hmm. I've I, always been a Rex and Cody fan. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we have another uh, clone uh, trooper uh, who does Cody. His name is Scott. And like I said, I, I geek out every time I see him too. And when I see Michael and Scott together as Cody and Rex, uh, I'm like a little kid. So to me, those will always be my two favorite. I got to say, when Scott puts his Cody on, I'm like a little kid. I will <laughs> always go stand next to him because I'm like, I just, I know we look cool. I know we look cool. I know we look cool. <laughs> one, his Cody is maybe the best looking clone I've seen. Um, and then, you know, he just, he knows how to carry himself um, like Cody, which is so cool. Uh, and I know we're getting a little bit away from, you know, picking our favorites. But yeah, the Cody-Rex duo is okay. super I, you know, honestly, it, it comes down to who who you are. Like you identify with these clones, and there's so many of them that there's like even I've seen people identify with Dogma, who um, was the one who refused to you know go against General Krell. Um, mm -hmm. And I see people who identify. They're like, well, he's just doing his job, and it's like, whoa, why? Okay, so you're that kind of person, and I'm this kind of person, and you really get to like kind of detect personalities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I really like the story about Gregor um, I, and the fact that, you know, he, he made it out. That's super exciting. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, lesser-known clones that <laughs> kind of clench it. Fives is phenomenal. The, yeah, the, if the, I had to pick arc, favorite, it would be Fives. I think I'm we might decided to do Fives. We might have both landed on Fives just now. I, re I really yeah, do. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, the out-of-armor arc that he had was, like, compelling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So cool. So we're we're landing on fives. Heather, did you want to weigh in? Um. I, well, he's not a trooper, but I mean, there's Boba, of course. Okay, that counts. But I mean, <laughs> um, he's a I clone. Just, yeah. I thought of him as kind of he's had more time to develop, and he had the love of a father, where mm. you know the clone troopers didn't necessarily get that benefit. But I mean. Same person. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have a question for you with, yes. with Boba. Um, now, everything that's been written about him is decanonized. Um, right. So, <laughs> what yeah, we so, really know about him is very little. Except exactly, for... which is so exciting. So yes. I'm curious, is because, you know, in the, in the old movies, he's kind of like the vigilante. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of anger, uh, you know, in him. And then the prequels, he's driven by... Um, you know, his, his his dad dies in front of him, and then the Clone Wars, he's driven by revenge. Do you think he's an angry person? Like, that's just what it comes down to, is what do you think fuels him in this new canon? See, I don't... I, I'm thinking that it's a lot of pain and scarring oh, yeah. at this point. Um, I don't know that for sure, what exactly propelled him to this point, but... Um, you know, his dad came from a hard place in the EU, at least, 
you know, well, dad himself, dad, himself, dad. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with you. I think that he does come from a place of pain because like, and you see in Clone Wars too, a lot of where he does meet up with other bounty hunters. Um, He even starts to form his own version of a family kind of, but with these, uh, with these other hunters. Um, And so you see him searching for belonging, but at the same time, I, I don't think it's necessarily a place of revenge like Maul, but I think he does hold on to that pain to help him drive hmm. it forward. Hmm. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, I love those. I'm so curious in this new canon, like the things that haven't been explained, because um, mm-hmm. they could go any direction with it. They really um, could. That's what's so exciting. Oh, absolutely! I completely agree with that. Um, to the clones' point, though, personally, I think Rex and Fives. Um, so I've always been, I've always been intrigued by the, cause they seem to be the ones that will stand up when no one else will. Um, and to me that intrigues me because they're clones because it, in that term you would think would be that they're all the same, but so many of the clones, literally all of them are so different. Um, they may be, they may all look, look the same, have the same face, things like that, but there are things that distinguish them and take them apart from each other. Rex and fives though, I, I love even though five was in a more desperate way, they both stand up for what is right, regardless of what goes on around them, um, regardless of what consequences may come their way. Um, Is it right or is it not? Um, And there's times where Rex is like, "Eh, I don't think we should do that. No, we're not doing the right thing here. Um, The whole thing with uh, in rebels where he, he tells Kanan, I didn't kill my Jedi. Um, That always shakes me. I just watched that. I think mm. yesterday. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, yes. Uh, and I honestly feel like that's one of his best lines. Um, Rex, to me, I, I feel deeper than really any other clone. I love Rex. So not not trying to uh, <laughs> blow your ego or anything. But honesty. Yeah, I, I think but, yeah. Nathan and I talk a lot about the upcoming fives that he's making because I mm-hmm. think there is that passion for these two characters. And, and you know, we joke about egos and things like that, but the truth is we're nothing without the armor. And that's what's so exciting to us is it's like we're just mm-hmm. representations of these characters for, you know, the people who like the characters. Um, we would never call, um, you know, our, our Instagram followers fans because we're, mm-hmm. we're all fans. We're just helping to push our, you know, what, what we love in front of everyone else. Exactly. Um, so with, with that being said, we're going to be so careful with the fives and rex photos we we are so excited that like we can pair these two together um because there's so much love for five i i, I get a dm every day where's fives and i'm <laughs> like well he, he died unfortunately i don't know what to tell you but having knowing that eventually nathan's going to finish that armor is like it's like christmas it's like i know christmas is coming and i'm like eh, there's going to be some fun stuff when that armor is finished yeah oh, every most of the troops that i do kid always comes up to me and ask they see rex they see cody but the next question is where's fives mm-hmm. the kids love fives yeah there's some love for fives out yeah. there <laughs> that's really really cool yeah. so uh michael was there anything you wanted to talk about as far as the point rank cones or anything you guys are getting ready to do um like like uh like nathan said we have a lot of troops that are coming up we have a lot of fundraiser stuff coming up um i think what what's going to kind of evolve into is 
um, you know, we all have our separate pages. We all have Point Rain, but then that YouTube channel is going to be our information source. It's mm-hmm. so hard for us to pump information through our through our stories. I mean, that's kind of how we do it right now. Yeah. Um, but to have that hub to say, here's an event. I'm going to document the whole thing. You guys are going to share in it. Uh, it's really going to rally the community together. And I think what's so exciting is it's something the 501st doesn't do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there really is no hub of you know 501st news. There's no hub for uh, events or what we're doing. Um, it's very internal. And I, I, I love that it's internal and I love the community. At the same time, there's so many people who want to join. There's so many people who don't know that it's even joinable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people, they message me and they're like, you're the first clone I've ever seen on Instagram. And I'm like, that's crazy. Cause they're, cause they're everywhere. The truth is they're everywhere. It's just the, 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 you know, the visibility of them is low cause they're at troops or they're at low profile things. So I think what's so exciting is this new era of uh, how we fundraise and how we um, get word out and how we share our fandom because of the internet. And we're, the, we're kind of the first wave um, that's starting to figure that out. There's a company in Germany um, called Ackley. Um, what are they, Ackley Company? Correct. Yeah, so they do all clones too. Um, and they have somehow pulled together a unit out there to kind of do the same sort of thing. And we're watching each other as we kind of grow. Um, we're mirroring stuff. So we did a plane shoot, then they did a plane shoot. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so so we, we have this awesome thing. And um, so I think people are starting to catch on. And that's what I mean, that, that excites us. We're, we're so excited about, um, you know, being able to share this on a bigger scale. Oh, absolutely. And, and mentioning your plane shoot, I was telling Nathan about how appreciative I was of how my entire news feed instantly became clones. It was the best <laughs> night ever. It was, it was <laughs> like, it was, it was great. Because <laughs> like, y- y'all had been uh, releasing fo- uh, different photos from that shoot um, throughout the week. And then it was like simultaneously one night all of a sudden my entire Instagram feed was clones and mm-hmm. that shit on the plane. And those pictures are amazing. Aren't they? Yeah. So Chris Robertson is kind of our go-to photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, you can find him on Instagram at, at Chris Robertson. Um, and he, 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 we don't pay him, but we, we can't pay him. We couldn't afford him for the quality mm-hmm. of stuff that he does. Um, we all chip in, you know, to cover his gas or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But that dude is just passionate about capturing what we're doing. Um, and so when we do a shoot, it's not a camera and a bunch of clones. It's a camera, an assistant, a backup camera, three different lights here, a strobe over there, a flash there. Um, and it really brings these characters to life. The shoot that Cody and I did in the forest, that was low lighting, but we had like six different flashes, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy <laughs> to me that um, you know, he's such a, an artist with what he's doing. He's such a technician. Um, and you know, because we partner with photographers like that, um, it makes our, 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 it brings our vision to life. A bunch of clones, it's cool. You light a bunch of clones properly and it's really cool. Um, so we're just, we're honored to be able to have, you know, amazing photographers and get to do what we do. And that's why you get spam like you get. <laughs> hey, I don't mind it at all. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> Who do you think Ray's parents are? Uh, oh, come Oh, there we go. <laughs> I think so. it's, um, Leia is her mom. No, oh, but Han's not her dad. No. Oh, this is new. That's <laughs> yeah, new. that's interesting. That's that is interesting. I think that's it makes the first that, time you've had that that reaction. <laughs> it makes that Han Solo 
relationship with Ray really interesting. Mm-hmm. Not being the dad. Oh. I'm gonna write that down. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm hoping for Kenobi, but I'm think I'm leaning more toward a Skywalker of some kind. Hmm. Because even though the Skywalkers are pretty small and close knit, I'm sure there are some that we don't know about and things that we don't know about. So I'm I'm interested to find out what'll happen there. I have a question. With okay. Tamora Morrison recently saying that he would love to come back and play old Rex, do where 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 is this going? And I mean, beyond that, what's so exciting is um, the talks about an Obi-Wan movie, we could be seeing an old Cody. Um, oh, we could man. see a showdown. I mean, where, like, where would you guys want that to go? Wow. If we saw Kenobi and Cody, I think that Kenobi would totally understand. And I think Cody would be devastated that kind of that he thought this whole time mm-hmm. that he had killed one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. But I true? love that. I love that. Yeah. I love it being a the the to the order to kill him was a split second, mm-hmm. you know, just click in his head. And I I love the idea of like the devastation he felt after that. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, you've got to you've got to believe that at some point Cody realized what was happening. Um, not as quick as Rex did, um, but at the same time, I mean, that's something that all of those clones had to live with because they fought alongside those generals. Um, a lot of them gave their lives for those generals. So, I mean, that's family. That's brotherhood between them. Um, so Order 66 couldn't have been easy, um, or at least the aftermath of it for them once mm-hmm. they realized what, has, what had actually been done. I'd love to see an older Cody. Um, I'd love to see an old Rex. That would be awesome. Be <laughs> I mean, he's the perfect age. Just grow a white beard, and, I mean, it would look right. phenomenal. <laughs> uh, I, the first time I watched Rogue One, I have no idea what happened in that movie because every single scene I was like, is old Rex back there? Is old Rex back there? <laughs> That's all I could focus on the whole time. So I would oh, love yeah. to see that happen. Oh, that would be amazing. I, I, I just I just saw that today, too, uh, about tomorrow Morrison. So, I mean, hey, Ewan McGregor said he'd come back as Kenobi. You got Rex. Maybe Rex Tatooine. shows up on Tatooine. Come on. <laughs> I will hey. buy a ticket to that movie right now. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for a Kenobi movie. That's going to be yeah. amazing. I don't get the all the all the negativity that I have seen against it. I mean, there's definitely a story to tell. Uh, I mean, we've seen that much with Rebels. So, yeah, I I think it would be something that you know could. I think the prequels are you know they're, obviously they're so ragged on and it and it's so sad, but by doing this retconning almost, by taking these characters that were in the prequels uh, and bringing them back, it lets us kind of look back and be like, those prequels weren't, they were Star Wars. They were Star Wars storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it was very, um, it was different. It was different from the original trilogy, but it was his vision. And, um, you know, I totally respect that. And, and you know, Attack of the Clones is not my go-to um, for Star Wars watching, but I understand what was happening there. So to see people like Hayden Christensen be in talks, um, Ewan McGregor be in talks, I'm like, let's do it. Let's bring it all back. Right? <laughs> uh, we are 100% down. <laughs> do you think Hayden Christensen will appear in any of the new? I'm really hoping to see him in Last Jedi. Um, oh, my. Yeah, I was telling our last guest, Alex, um, on, the, on one of our earlier episodes, um, how I thought it was interesting that he just comes out of the woodworks for Star Wars Celebration out of nowhere. After being out of the light for so yep. long, all that of a sudden he decided theory. that people were nicer, so he came back. I don't think so. I think he. Yeah. I think he's got a part. Yeah, yeah that was I my mean, theory too. As I, I said that was not a coincidence. No, that he was there. 
Uh, well, now I'm like deep in thought about. <laughs> well, see, and I'm hoping that because we have the cave that'll be on Oct two um, that we see Ray fall out of in the trailer. Um, I'm hoping that maybe either we'll get a glimpse of them there, um, or it could be Luke convening with him. Because I mean, as we know, at the end of Return of the Jedi, all three of them were there. Stands to reason he can still communicate with him on the island. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and is it confirmed that we have Yoda in it? Was I that... haven't heard any confirmation or anything. Okay. Um, I, again, I mean, that's something that I kind of feel like, even if it's not shown, it kind of seems like it would be. Uh, because, I mean, Luke's not going to all of a sudden be like, cool, don't need you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> kind of feels like a continuation of the story. Um, Can you imagine so, yeah. him hanging around the island going, okay, guys, I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. Can I just have like two minutes to myself? We could watch a whole movie about just that. Just, oh, yeah. Annoyed <laughs> with all these force ghosts everywhere. It's like, ugh, they won't leave me alone. I got my dad, I got this little yeah. young guy, and I got this old, other old guy keep, keep coming down on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what, what Luke does because it's kind of, at least at this point, obviously, he's not using his lightsaber. Um, so those kinds of force powers that he's going to be wielding are super intriguing to me. And I think we're going to see That's a lot of, like, wizardry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. it stands to reason yeah. Sign me I mean, up, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'd love to see uh, Hayden Christensen um, get a little uh, grandfather time with uh, Kylo. That'll be uh, that'll be something. It's like, dude, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I think we need that. We need that moment of, I mean, because we saw that the last moment in, the, in, you know, The Force Awakens was probably the Falcon. That mm-hmm. was our moment. But I think we need... We got to keep upping it. We can't play it safe, and I, and mm-hmm. Star Wars never played it safe. It never. It was the weirdest stuff, and even the choice to use Ewoks. That's not playing it safe. That's a crazy no. decision. Um, <laughs> and I think we need that. And I think throwing Hayden Christensen in there, um, you know, that is that is that move. You know, I think they're kind of trying to distract us with the Porgs, um, <laughs> which I'm all about. Sign me up. I, I make a whole trilogy about the Porgs. Um, but to see yeah, Hayden Christensen sneak in there. <laughs> Heather's less than pleased with the porgs. Oh god! What is it? What is it about the porgs that you're not amped on? That I see them every single moment of every single embrace, day. embrace it, embrace oh. it, live in it. I have pork sheets, pork pillowcases, pork towels, pork slippers, uh, pork phone case. I am on board. You're on the pork train. I'm on the pork train. I'm that's amazing. Well, I mean, we all know that the Porgs are going to take down the First Order, so <laughs> it's going to happen. Sticks, yeah. Oh my so, God. what are you looking forward to in the Last Jedi? I am looking forward to Ray's training, seeing where it's going to go, and I would like to see her um, and him forge a new order that is more gray. Definitely. I, I would agree with that. Um, I'm interested, uh, like you said, Michael, to find out what has happened to Luke from the end of Return of the Jedi to now. Um, I know we're supposed to get a little bit of that in Battlefront 2, but I want to see how he's grown or if he's grown. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you would imagine, but uh, I mean, at the same time, he's gone through a lot and I'm interested to see what kind of toll that takes on him. 
um, if he becomes the uh, Gramps uh, get off my lawn or if uh, he's interested in uh, continuing something different because the Jedi must end. The Jedi never worked. Uh, the council never worked, but maybe we can do something good, do something different. I love that. The idea of a just really grumpy Luke. I want like <laughs> over the top, like, like, like where Ray hands him the lightsaber and he goes, can you please not stand there? That is fresh grass. <laughs> I just, just watered that yesterday. Off, yeah. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> oh man, that would be awesome. All right, guys. So that is it for our episode with the Point Rain clones. Thank Yay, you guys so much for joining so much us. Fun. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. So, guys, tell them where they can find you. Um, I'm Michael. You can find me on Instagram at Rexin, R-E-X-I-N, underscore around. And I'm Nathan. You, my Instagram is CT82937. And then right. for, our, for our whole group, you can find us on uh, Instagram at, at Point Rain Clones. That's awesome. Cool. And so, guys, you can find us online um, at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and our website, www.kesselrunweekly.com. Um, where we have all of our episodes up, past and future. Um, So you can definitely check us out there at any time. Um, We'll have our new episodes out um, each week. So stay tuned for that. Um, So cool, guys. And until next time, my name is Danny. I'm Heather. I'm Michael. I'm Nathan. And may the force be with you. you.